Hello and welcome to The Spiritual Shift. I'm your host Fiona Varon. Join me as I guide you through your journey of self-awareness and spiritual awakening. My aim is to make spirituality fun, accessible and down to earth. So I'll be sharing with you some of the tools and insights that have helped me along the way. Hello and welcome to the first episode in a little mini series I'm going to be doing all about tarot. Uh, Now I'm great, I'm so happy to be back on my podcast. I've had a little bit of a break for about a month. Um, Not had the best month of May and my energy hadn't really been in it for um, recording podcast episodes. I just took a little bit of a step back off my social media but I am happy and I am back now and I can't wait to get stuck in to start talking everything tarot. So as I say I'm going to be doing a little mini series just introducing the basics of tarot because I've had a few people that's come for readings to me and they've said how much they would like to know more about tarot and understand it for themselves. Uh, So I just thought I would put together this mini series. So in this episode I'm going to be talking about a little basic overview of the cards and how the tarot deck is made up and I'm also going to be introducing how you can choose your own deck for yourself. So firstly I just want to talk a little bit about the benefits of tarot. As you know I absolutely love tarot, it's a very powerful tool for me on a personal level as well as also being an intuitive tarot reader for my clients and helping them find more fulfilment and provide them with guidance and insight that can help them move forward in life. Tarot is a really powerful tool to help tap into your intuition and help you to find answers by seeing things differently and helping you find solutions and put things into perspective as well as looking at what influences your situation and what's going on around you and things like what might be stopping you from moving forward. I always say this on my Instagram and when I'm talking to my clients but tarot is not a tool for telling the future. It's certainly not in the way I read tarot anyway. Everybody has free will. We do, the people around us do, and that is subject to change. It can tap into the current energies of what is going on around you. And quite often people will say what has been given to them in a tarot reading has actually came into fruition because it's talking about the energies around what's going on in a situation and it's helping you see solutions that can help you move forward and create your future. So in this episode we'll be looking as I say at choosing a deck and a brief overview of the structure of tarot. So in a tarot deck if you don't already know there are usually 78 cards and they are said to be according to Biddy Tarot where I've got a lot of my tarot information and insight from. Uh, They are said to be a storybook of our life, a mirror to our soul and the key to our inner wisdom. Each card uh, reflects a spiritual lesson that we need to meet in our lives and we need to master that in order to move forward. Otherwise, it will keep being thrown to us in different ways. So the tarot is helping us to uncover, unpick and understand these spiritual lessons which are coming to us to help us move forward to an enlightened future. The images on tarot are very beautiful and a little bit later on in the episode, I'm going to be talking about the different types of tarot and they are the key to um, uh, unlocking our subconscious mind 
and helping tap into our inner wisdom, helping us tap into our higher self so that we can bring it into the conscious and allow us to act upon it. The 78 cards of your tarot deck are divided into two parts, if you like. You've got the minor arcana, which consists of 56 cards, and you've got the major arcana, which consists of 21 cards. Started, sorry, 22 cards. The cards are numbered 1 to 21, and then we have an unnumbered card, which is called the Fool. And the major arcana is said to be the story of the Fool's journey, through life to enlightenment, which is the final card of the world. And that's the completion of a particular cycle that you're going through. So the major arcana represent major life and spiritual lessons, such as grief, betrayal, solitude, as well as, and as well as karmic influences that go on. So people who are sent to provide us with a karmic lesson that we must master in order to move forward. They also contain cards such as the Empress, the Emperor, the High Priestess, which are typical archetypes that we meet throughout our lives who leave a lasting impact on our life or that whose qualities we need to embrace in a particular situation. For example, one of my favourites in the deck is the hermit. And the hermit can represent the need to go off, the need to appreciate being on your own and spend time reflecting. And that's how these cards present to us throughout our spiritual journey through life. So if we're getting a reading and a lot of major arcana cards turn up in that reading, then this usually means that we're going through some major significant life-changing events. And we've got a lot of spiritual lessons that it's really important for us to take on board. Major arcana cards do not uh, go away effectively. So the lessons presented in the major arcana cards are something that we not, must move through and master in order to move on. And if we don't, if we try and ignore that lesson or we try and move past it without fully dealing with it, it will just come back and present itself to us in a different way. Um, and the minor arcana, on the other hand, are separated into 56 cards and they are broken down into four different suits. And these represent practical and everyday aspects of our life. And these are subject to change and influence. So if you get a reading done and it's got a lot of minor arcana cards in it, then that generally means that we're not going through any big major events at the moment, but we've got a lot going on in our everyday life that we need to be aware of and we need to work through. So they're kind of everyday events like what might be going on at work, um, what might be going on in your relationships or your friendships, money worries, everyday events that occur but can be subject to change and can be temporary and can easily be influenced. So as I say, the minor arcana are separated into four different suits. We've got cups, we've got wands, we've got pentacles and we've got swords. So just briefly, because I will touch on this in more detail in a, in a later episode, cups represent the element of water. And cups cards are associated with our emotions, our feelings, our relationships, and also our creativity and our ability to follow our intuition. Whereas wands cards are associated with the element of fire, and they're related to action, action. 
passion, energy, power. Swords are related to the air signs, the air element, and these relate to our intellect, our mental thought processes. They can often represent challenges that we face. And then pentacles are the earth element, and they represent practical, down-to-earth kind of elements such as money, career, it can represent being outside in nature as well. So that's how the cards are separated into those four suits. You have numbered cards, one to ten, and then you have your court cards, your pages, your knights, your queens and your kings. Now in some decks, the pages might be called princesses and the knights might be called princes. Um, one of my favourite decks is my fairy tarot deck and they are called princes and princesses rather than pages and knights but the meaning is similar. With a page it's all about new beginnings or some new opportunities, something new coming in. Knights are about action and movement, the need to follow something through, the need to pursue something. Whereas queens and kings are about reaching maturity but in different ways. Our queens are sort of about our inner knowledge, our inner wisdom, whereas kings are more our outer world. And kings are an authoritative, powerful kind of figure. Queens are an intuitive, sort of divine feminine kind of energy. And when you get these court cards in a reading, they can either represent people in our lives. So for example, if you've got the Queen of Cups coming up, it could represent a feminine person who is very in touch with their feelings, very intuitive, um, somebody you're in a relationship with, significant to you, or it could represent the need for you to embrace more of those qualities to help you get through a particular situation. And what I will personally do, and a lot of tarot readers do, just to clarify which of these it means, is I will pull another card. And if that other card comes up as a court card, then I'll know the particular court card that I've just pulled represents a person. If it comes up as one of the other cards, then I will know generally that it's likely to represent a situation or qualities that you need to embrace uh, to get you through that situation. So that's just a little overview of how the deck is arranged. Obviously, there is a lot more to it than what I've just said, but I can't really go on and on and on about it on a podcast. It's just a general overview just to get your interest just to spark your interest i'm going to just talk briefly now for the next couple of minutes about how you might go about choosing your own tarot deck now as i said the there are so many different types of tarot cards there are even hello kitty ones unicorn ones games of thrones ones and generally they fit the categories of being contemporary or traditional. Now the traditional decks are based on the designs of Rider Waite and they're all very very similar whereas the contemporary ones are they can be about new age theme, they can be unicorns and mermaids, they can be linked with anything there's even like I say Games of Thrones and Friends tarot and they're a lot more contemporary but the meanings of the cards largely stay the same but it's about using your intuition. I read the tarot intuitively, obviously I've learned the 
basis of the meanings of the cards but I put a lot more of my intuition into it when I'm reading tarot depending on the energy of the person I'm reading for or if I'm reading for myself depending on the energies of what's going on around me at the time so a, a tarot card will never mean exactly the same for two different people or even in two different situations but what's really important with the tarot is that the deck feels right for you now I would say it's a good idea to at least study the traditional tarot so you get a flavour for where tarot comes from for those traditional images now personally I started off with a traditional deck it's called the Caselli um Caselli Tarot I don't believe I don't remember the name of it and I don't have it to hand and these are based on the Rider Waite designs but they're bigger and they're more user friendly so I started off using those and then I kind of wasn't getting that much from the cards so I got a new deck called the Lightseers Tarot with these beautiful kind of bohemian very sort of like spiritual free kind of images on the beautiful images that were so relatable and I was finding I was getting a lot more intuitive hits from this deck and it just felt so right for me so I will most of the time now I will use my Lightseer's tarot deck another favorite of mine and it was actually my first tarot deck is the fairy tarot now these are slightly different cards to traditional tarot uh, they took out the death card and they took out the devil and they've replaced them with um, ego instead of the devil and I think it's rebirth instead of death because it's not as dark as traditional tarot. So if somebody's in quite a negative place or a little bit afraid of the tarot, I will pull out the fairy tarot for them. It's a positive esteem deck. Sometimes even for myself, I will pull out the fairy tarot and thereby Doreen Virtue. And um, they're really good for beginners, the Doreen Virtue Tarot, because they've got a little written message on as well. So you're not just interpreting the picture, you've got a little phrase on there, which helps you interpret the card a little bit further. But as I say, it's got to feel right for you. Try and get into a shop and have a look through tarot cards, talk to other tarot readers, look on Instagram and Pinterest, see what other people are using and what kind of you feel would feel right for you. Also think about what you're interested in as well. So if you've got a real interest in, I don't know, Harry Potter, then a Harry Potter deck could really resonate with you. If you've got an interest in cats, which obviously anyone who knows me knows I have, there's even a tarot deck of white cats, if that relates to you. Just be aware, though, if they are too novelty-fied, the deck, then you might not get much from them. Personally, I love my Lightseer's Tarot. The images, the way the women are dressed and the characters are dressed on it just relates to what kind of stimulates my own personal interest. But everybody is different. Um, as I say, don't go too down the novelty road because remember, if you're going to be reading for other people, then it's got to resonate as well with them. If you're just personally reading for yourself, then um, yeah, maybe go down that very individualistic route. But I would definitely say at least have a look at the traditional tarot first to help you just get a flavour for where tarot has come from. So you know the underlying principles of it, if that makes sense. So I hope this has been informative for you. I try to keep my episodes down to about 15 minutes because that's kind of the time it takes you maybe on a little car journey or a little walk so that they're easy to listen to and accessible in your life. 
you've got any questions, you can drop me um, a little message. I'm going to end by pulling, as I always do, a little tarot card for the collective. So if you're reading, if you're listening to this, sorry, this message is for you. So what do my listeners need to know? And I'm using my beautiful Lightseer's tarot deck here. So let's have a look. So we've got the page of wands. So if you're listening to this, this message is for you. The page of wands is, as I said, pages are all about new opportunities, new things coming in. This is about a new project that's going to bring in a lot of passion for you. You're going to be throwing all of your energy into some kind of a new project. And if you could see the image on this card, it's so beautiful. You've got a young girl and she's throwing the wand up into the air. So it's about allowing yourself to be that little bit more carefree, caring a little bit less about what others think of you, embracing your inner child and taking on those new opportunities that are coming your way. So if you're presented with new opportunities, then jump on board with them. It's about saying yes a little bit more and just kind of going with the flow and not being afraid to try something different. We're just going to pull another one to complement that. So here we go. We've got the hanged man. So this doesn't come up for a while for me. So the Hangman is one of our ma major arcana cards. And it's about allowing yourself to kind of not feel like you need all the answers right now necessarily. It's about just being, you've got the guy, he's hanging upside down. He's not particularly bothered about it. It's just in suspense. And it's allowing yourself to just surrender and see what happens. And that fits in a little bit with the Page of Wands. It's about going into something new, maybe not with too many expectations and just surrendering and saying, I'm just going to go with the flow and see what happens in the same way that a child would without any expectations. So let me know anyway, if you've had a listen and that's resonated with you. And um, I will be looking at doing another episode where I will be going into detail about how you can connect with your deck once you've bought your tarot deck. So how you can connect and get to know your cards. So I am glad to be back on podcast. Apologies if um, I haven't sounded totally professional on this. I'm filming it in a different room in the house and I am just trying to get back into the flow of podcasting. So hopefully you've found it informative and you've made it to the end and I look forward to doing more episodes and I shall catch you soon. Bye bye.